Welcome to the Connecticut Personal Injury Attorney Podcast for the law offices of Moore, O'Brien, and Foti. The podcast that helps those who have been injured in an accident or by the negligence of another learn their rights and find the benefits and compensation they need to get their lives back on track. Sexual abuse or child molestation is a heinous act. The emotional, mental, and physical damage caused by sexual abuse can take years to heal. In some cases, the abused may never fully recover. Abusers and those who refuse to take action against sexual abusers in their midst must be held responsible. In this episode of the podcast, we'll define the various gradations of sexual abuse from bullying to harassment all the way to rape, and we'll help point survivors in the right direction to get the help they need to get justice. Let's start this very sensitive and difficult episode by emphasizing that in order to present the best possible case against your abusers, you need an aggressive, skilled law firm capable of taking decisive action. Moore, O'Brien, and Foti is fully committed to helping victims of sexual abuse take legal action. If you were abused as a child, or if your child has been the victim of abuse, our lawyers can help. The bulk of this podcast is going to be a list of sorts that will help us define the various kinds of sexual trauma we see at our firm on a regular basis. And then at the end, we'll let you know how you can bring a lawsuit against your abuser. The idea of this list is to pinpoint certain types of sexual abuse and give a brief description, but also to reassure those who may not be sure if they have been sexually assaulted. Let me explain. Obviously, some kinds of sexual assault are obvious and violent, and those are on the list as well, but others are not so overt. And there are variations of sexual harassment, stalking, and online bullying that persuasive abusers will try to excuse, dance around, or use their power over the abused person to suppress their accusations. This podcast is about bringing all sexual abusers to justice and giving survivors closure and peace of mind. Now, before we begin, I want to define the term sexual violence as an all-encompassing, non-legal term that refers to crimes like sexual assault, rape, and sexual abuse. And we're going to be much more specific and descriptive in the list that follows, But please note that the legal definition of crimes can vary from state to state. There are often other crimes and forms of violence that arise jointly with crimes like sexual assault, and these are described as well. So let's start with our list of definitions. Sexual assault is the first one. Sexual assault can take many different forms and be defined in many different ways. But one thing remains the same, and this is important. It's never the victim's fault. Child sexual abuse. When a perpetrator intentionally harms a minor physically, psychologically, sexually, or by acts of neglect, the crime is known as child abuse. Sexual assault of men and boys. Men and boys who have been sexually assaulted or abused may also face some additional challenges 
because of social attitudes and stereotypes about men and masculinity. And then there's intimate partner sexual violence, often very hard to prosecute. A perpetrator can have any relationship to a victim, and that includes the role of an intimate partner. It's a myth that a sexual abuser is some guy in a trench coat coming out of the bushes. Most of the time, it's someone you know or someone in your family. Speaking of family, there's cases of incest. Regardless of how the law defines incest, unwanted sexual contact from a family member can have a lasting effect on the survivor. And then there's drug-facilitated sexual assault. In cases of drug-facilitated sexual assault, survivors will often blame themselves. Please remember, you are not to blame. You are the only one allowed to make choices for your body. Using drugs or alcohol is never an excuse for assault and does not mean that it was your fault. So now let's get into some less overt, less obvious, or maybe let's say more hidden kinds of sexual assault. The first is sexual harassment. You see, you should be able to feel comfortable in your place of work or your place of learning. If you were being sexually harassed, you can report it to the authorities at your job, school, or to local law enforcement. And then there's stalking. Learn more about stalking behaviors so that you can notice them before they escalate and take steps to protect yourself. But stalking is also a kind of sexual abuse. And then there are adult survivors of child sexual abuse. Many perpetrators of sexual abuse are in a position of trust or responsible for the child's care, such as a family member, teacher, clergy member, coach, or other children, such as older siblings. Often, people use technology to hurt others. Some people use technology such as digital photos, videos, apps, and social media to engage in harassing, unsolicited, or non-consensual sexual interactions. And these can be sexual abuse as well. Often we can see sexual abuse by medical professionals. And this is especially heinous because these are trusted individuals. When you go to the doctor, dentist, hospital, or a physical therapist, let's say, or see any other medical professionals, you trust them to treat you with respect as they care for your health. This kind of abuse is an especially heinous violation. Sexual exploitation by helping professionals. Sexual exploitation by a helping professional is a serious violation of your trust, and in many cases, the law. And then there's multiple perpetrator sexual assault. Multiple perpetrator sexual assault, sometimes called gang rape, occurs when two or more perpetrators act together to sexually assault the same victim. We often see elder abuse. As the number of older adults in America increases, it will become all the more important to be aware of the warning signs of elder abuse. Sexual abuse of people with disabilities. Consent is crucial when any person engages in sexual activity, but it plays an even bigger and more complicated role when someone has a disability, and definitely sexual abuse can occur in this arena. An occurrence we see far too often is prisoner rape. If you're an inmate, a former inmate, or know an inmate who survived sexual assault while in prison, there are resources available to help you. 
military sexual trauma. Military sexual trauma, sometimes called MST, is the term used by the Department of Veteran Affairs to describe the effects of sexual violence experienced by a military service member. And we've seen several instances of that, unfortunately, in the past few years. And then finally, let's talk about the legal role of consent. Consent is is very important because the legal definitions for terms like rape, sexual assault, and sexual abuse can vary from state to state. But consent will often play an important role in determining whether an act is legally considered a crime. Our mission at our law firm is to hold wrongdoers accountable for these kinds of transgressions. Our law firm will bring a legal claim against every party that shares responsibility for your abuse, because in many cases, abusers are allowed to continue these egregious acts due to the actions or inactions of those in authority. When institutions knew, or should have known, about an abuser's history and failed to take appropriate action to remove a sex abuser, these institutions as well are equally liable for the abuse. Every school, church, or institution must have appropriate procedures in place to screen employees. When these institutions fail to follow their procedures, or if they do not have procedures in place in the first place, these institutions are definitely liable. We here at Moore O'Brien Foti are familiar with the unique issues surrounding civil claims of sexual abuse and we'll work to help you recover maximum compensation for your damages. These damages can include the cost of past and future therapy, as well as damages for the emotional and physical damage resulting from the abuse. Please contact our Connecticut sexual assault lawyers. You can call us at 203-561-7096 or email us to schedule a consultation. We handle all injury claims on a contingency basis. Our law firm is located in Middlebury, but we represent people all across the state. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Personal Injury Attorney Podcast for the law offices of Moore, O'Brien & Foti. Call 203-651-7096 or email our law firm to schedule a consultation. We have nine lawyers and handle all injury claims on a contingency basis. Our law firm is located in Middlebury and represents people across the state. Established in 1993, we've helped over 30,000 people find justice. If you found this podcast useful, please rate, review, and follow us for future episodes where we will explore more important topics regarding personal injury lawsuits of all kinds.